1: Howdy, howdy, howdy once again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on this beautiful Saturday, October the 23rd. Lots continues to happen at the border. Uh, Most interesting is that uh, the uh, Texas governor, uh, Greg Abbott, has um, placed uh, Texas National Guard units along the border. And, uh, of course, the question is, what are they going to do? Well, supposedly they're going to arrest uh, illegal aliens that they capture. Uh, They're also trying to uh, seal the border from uh, cartels uh, and the drug smuggling. So hopefully that will definitely happen. As far as the uh, arrests of illegal aliens, uh, the concerns are these, my friends, that um, if they do arrest an illegal alien, uh, what are they going to charge them with? Are they going to charge them with uh, negligent trespassing on private property? Are they going to charge them with uh, uh, something... Local some criminal action, local criminal action, which uh, then will require you know uh, the uh, county to take action on these on these individuals, or are they just going to hold them and then turn them over to the uh, border patrol? Of course, if they turn them over to the border patrol, uh, the border patrol is just going to process them as they are called now and be released. So uh, there's not too much uh, uh, not too much that we can say about that other than uh at least it's an effort to deter the illegal immigration that's going on ultimately we need the biden administration to, uh do something to stop this uh, illegal immigration. The number one thing that needs to happen, of course, is that we need to stop encouraging it. We need to stop rewarding it. We need to stop, uh, we need to punish it. We need to stop encouraging it by uh, claiming that it's for asylum, that it's for this, that it's for that, uh, family reunification. We certainly need to stop rewarding it with allowing them to stay uh, in the country Uh, without uh, proper processing, without knowing where the heck they are, catch and release. We need to stop that. We need to stop providing them benefits, money, shelter, everything else. And we need to start punishing it. We need to start uh, deporting these individuals. And uh, not only deporting them, in my opinion, they need to lose any type of uh, future uh, opportunity uh, to become citizens, to come into the country, if they're going to come in illegally, they break in illegally, and then they want to come back at a later time and do it properly. I think that uh, that that needs to stop. Without further ado, let's go to our first guest, Mr. Jason Jones. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Our program is brought to you courtesy of Border Hawk News. I thank them for their sponsorship. Uh, Jason, welcome to the show. First of all, tell us about your documentary. And then tell us about what's going on at the border now, uh, with these staggering numbers. Uh, we had Fair on earlier in the show, uh, Representative from uh, from Fair, uh, who was talking about how we may reach two million illegal aliens into the country uh, by the end of uh, of uh, this year, by uh, uh, the end of December. I mean, it's that, that those are horrific numbers, two million. But beyond the illegal aliens that are coming in, there's the drugs and the cartel activity so uh, talks to us
2: sure george as always it's great to be back with you buddy thanks for having me and yeah, i was just down there for for 28 days uh from everywhere del rio bracketville um all the way down to roma texas uh and what we did is we really tried to illuminate the violence the cartels what they're doing the human smuggling the human trafficking and luckily, I'm now on with Newsmax, and they were uh, willing to allow me to go down and really show what's happening down there. And so we had a series on called uh, Battle at the Border and trying to show what is really happening. And we've done that. We've, we were able to impact millions of people across the country. And it, the timing was really something. You know, uh, Cartel de Gaffo sitting across from Roma, Texas, you may have heard about the National Guardsmen being fired upon. who were taunting National Guard literally
1: This situation of the escalation on, on on our side, uh, or or should I just say on the border, the the shooting, this escalation. I mean, do you think that it is by design of the cartels uh, to uh, provoke or to cause fear or to uh, what's what's their point?
2: Yeah, you'll hear from a lot of so-called experts who've never debriefed cartel members or who have never built cases on them or done anything like that. That what the. Cartels are really all about us making money, and while that's true, they do not fear us. George, they don't fear us in any way, shape, or form, and they have no reason to. We don't do anything to them right now. So we know that what this is really all about is because when when you draw in resources because you're shooting at them or because you're taunting them, then what it does is it opens other smuggling lanes. And I believe that that's what that's from. Now, it's not just my perception. I can tell you that we're getting intelligence to that degree as well not only for guns and money moving south but also for money moving back into the US to pay off people including the drugs coming in and then of course you know high values and other things but that's how it works today and that's part of why you hear me talk about we can't look at these cartels the way we used to we have to look at them for what they are today
1: well and and also let me ask you this because this is a, an a, this this is a big concern of mine is that uh, you know the many rallies the many speaking events that have been going on lately uh by folks to uh talk about securing the border a lot of folks are very very frustrated and are ready to shoot back you know it's uh it's a dangerous situation that we're looking at both on the level of international politics but also uh just um for personal liability is it not
2: well it is i i couldn't agree more and You know, I get the frustration. You know, I think all reasonable Americans are frustrated with what we're saying down there. But the problem is we have no actionable issues going on our
1: it is it is really really such a dangerous situation that's happening that's just i mean the, the, it, it just co- continues to multiply uh it, 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 with with the, with the danger for uh common citizens i mean not only the shooting but the uh, covid coming across the lack of uh i mean every time that i've gone down there the past two weeks i've been caught up in a in a in a car chase and almost driven off the road so, I mean, hey, listen, it, that's, it, it, a,
2: that's a real thing. Let me give you the stats. I've got them because I believe that DPS. Tell they us. They have had, according to Operation Lone Star, 792 pursuits. Now, that does not include every day, but 792 pursuits from March till October 9th. March is when they started Operation Lone Star. It's a $1.8 billion state funded operation. But I really want
0: you to put that in perspective because you talk about citizens and crimes against the
2: state and crimes occurring as a result of this surge. You know, we always talk about migration. But what about the impacts on Texans? What about the impacts on our nation and our citizens? And when you have violent pursuits at 792,
1: That's right, and then and then on top of that, you've also got um, the people being directed through uh, through the private properties, uh, through uh, these isolated areas where they're dying, and we don't know how many people have died out in the country because they haven't found their bodies.
2: That's exactly right. I mean, some horrible, horrible cases like that, and. You know, that, that's the untold story, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, George, is to try to illuminate that, you know, when you have a surge of migrants, while we while we always focus on that, that immigration layer, and yes, it's important, you have to remember, you still have human smuggling, human trafficking, deadly drugs like fentanyl. Do you know that they have seized 129 pounds of fentanyl off of the border wow. during Operation Lone Star? That's just Texas DPS and their partners working within the operation, so... We, we don't really measure the impact from these surges but Texas is doing it and it's also why Texas has been able to get the 1.8
1: billion in funding now a very very interesting uh, thing that has developed today and we're talking on Tuesday uh, the 19th uh, in a pre-recorded interview but one of the things that has that has occurred today is that the biden nominee for customs and border protections, some guy named Chris Mag- Magnus has refused to call the migrant surge a crisis. <laughs> Your thoughts?
2: You know, make this stuff up. We are in the worst border crisis in American history. That's not a perception. That's not a feeling. The data, George, shows it to us because you got to remember – we, there are three prongs to this surge. The first one, by far, is that it's not just people coming from Mexico and Central America. We've apprehended people from over 151 countries now, from around the world. Second, fentanyl, fentanyl, fentanyl. The overdose deaths directly linked to fentanyl. We've never seen anything like it, again, directly linked to this border crisis. And then third and finally is this adjustment from human smuggling to human trafficking that the cartels are involved in making so much money off of these people and we're going to pay for that. You know, there's, there's going to be a long-time hit for that as now the government believing, the U.S. government that is, believing that in an act of compassion they're moving these people throughout our nation. You know, you can't have that while these people are indebted to the cartel because that is human trafficking. It's called debt bondage. So without any question, the fact that we have a nominee who's not acknowledging these things and not acknowledging the crisis. When, George, I was down there when then we had 14,000 Haitians, let me tell you, 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 that was a crisis. We had 800 Texas Highway Patrolmen there. Think of that. 800. There wasn't an available uh, hotel for, you know, 350 miles in every direction.
1: Yeah, and, and when we when we eat up those resources at the border, what about um, the rest of us, you know, in the interior?
2: <laughs> well, that's going to protect that's us. Exactly yeah. right. I mean, it, it is the truth. When you have to pull from every ranger company get your Texas Rangers down there, aircraft from other cities, when you have to pull all of those resources to surge, again, it goes back to the federal government failing the people of this country. And that's where I get very frustrated, because I was down there, I was embedded with the Texas Department of Public Safety, and we were seeing it firsthand. And, you know, let me just tell you a humbling story, and I know we're probably short on time, but we were out flying, it was one of the first flights that I went on in the middle of the night. And we were with a pilot and his tactical flight officer. And as soon as you take off out of the Del Rio airport, you start hearing the border patrol agents calling for the helicopter because the DPS helicopters are highly, highly respected because they help about 85% of their, their requests are for other agencies, not for their own. And as they take off, they're literally going through who they're going to help. And the first one that they helped was a single border patrol agent out with 30 people and when we got over him we went into a rotation over this agent and i want to tell you we were in the in the middle of nowhere we were between eagle pass and del rio when i looked down and saw that
1: Tell them where they can follow you on Newsmax and uh, uh, and on social media.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, with Newsmax now. You'll be seeing us on the border all across the southwest border from California to Brown. They'll try and report what's really happening. And then at the same time, we're still at tripwires and triggers, and, and, uh, and you can find us at jasonjones.com.
1: You got it, buddy. Thank you very, very much, my friends. We've been speaking with our good friend, Jason Jones. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Hi folks, this is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to borderhawk.news. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodríguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio. And uh, we've got our good friend, Mr. Mark Morgan, the former uh, Customs and Border Protection Uh, commissioner under uh trump as well as he is now a senior fellow at fair and a contributor at newsmax so uh mark is pretty pretty busy let's say uh particularly (laughs) particularly since we've got the crisis which uh mark by the way the new uh the guy that has been nominated the guy named magnus uh, that has been nominated to uh be the new commissioner for for customs and border protection uh the other day while they were doing the um Uh, a a hearing on him. He refused to call what's going on here at the border a crisis. Your thoughts, please. (laughs) And welcome to the show.
2: Yeah, thanks, George. And first of all, I I mean, are we surprised? Uh, I'm not. I I mean, did we really think that uh, any nominees from this administration was going to get up and actually provide a truthful, accurate, direct answer to uh, any of the, the, the uh, congressional members' questions, of course. Now, look, but we know, uh, George. The, the, this this individual has been a small town cop most of his career. He's been chief right now. I think he's got less than a thousand sworn. And now they're going to put him up to lead the largest federal law enforcement agency in the United States, sixty-three thousand strong, with a vast, complex uh, mission of a magnitude that that, that he is simply not. Quite
1: You know, it, it, it really is shocking because not only do we have a complete breakdown of, of the policies, I mean, they're inviting people to come across the border illegally and not and rewarding them after they do. But then on top of that, our law enforcement folks are being punished, are being restricted. Uh, you know, the situation with the um, with the Border Patrol agent on on horseback, and I'm not sure what's going to happen to the poor guy. What's uh, what's going on with that?
2: Yeah, so, so George, that's another thing. And if I can, let, let's bring that to Magnus. So remember, when he was cheap, when we, when we sent uh, uh, personnel to Portland, Oregon, right, when, when at that moment you, you, you had you know, criminal opportunists that were literally and physically attacking a federal courthouse. The, the, the symbol of America, justice, with, with, with officers and agents inside. They were throwing Molotov cocktails every single day. They were assaulting uh, the building and the agents inside. Hundreds of agents had been uh, uh, injured, you know, during that time period. And then this this individual, Magnus, he actually tweeted out complete lies about what was going on there. One about our jurisdiction to be there, and two about that he he furthered the lies about that. The, the, the personnel there ha- had no uh, uh, markings on their uniforms. It's a complete lie, absolute lie. I got out there. I proved it was a lie. During his testimony, during his testimony, he was asked about that. And, George, what did he do? He once again made statements that show he has no idea about federal jurisdiction and federal statutory responsibility to protect the 9,000 federal buildings. And he continued under oath. And he lied when he said he was concerned, the fact that personnel were out there not wearing patches. It, he, and he knows it's a lie, and he's still putting it forth. And this is the same guy now that's going to leave the same men and women that he's chastised, that he's attacked for doing something that, that was absolutely, within their statutory responsibility, and they should have been doing to protect that courthouse. So it's just akin to the same thing that's happened with respect to the agents on the horses that were vilified, uh, chastised, careers ruined uh, without any due process. It, it's, it, it, you you can't make this up, George.
1: This is really, you know, it's really disturbing because um, I've had the opportunity, in fact, last night I had an opportunity to um, uh, be at the border with uh, some uh, local law enforcement folks and, um, you know, they're telling me straight up about how the morale with the border patrol is so low and uh you know how busy they are in fact uh in, in a two-hour period that i was with them we came across 210 i counted 210 uh a- apprehensions for crying out loud in two hours i can't imagine what is what is going on uh you know in in a 24-hour
0: period. Yeah, George, uh- The the
2: morale, it's an all-time low for for a very specific reason. Look, they know, it was a couple months ago when the secretary went and and did his his feigned attempt to go to the border. He was talking to to agents one one of the very few times that he does. And, you know, one of the comments was, this isn't complicated, right? Just make illegal immigration illegal, right? It's not any more complicated. This is not about immigration. This is about border security, and illegal immigration. That's what this is about. And, and one of the reasons why their morale is so low is because they know what's happening right now. We're back to catch and release. Right now, we've seen this year is going to set an all-time historic high for encounters uh, for, 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 for CBP, 1.9 million. They know that, that that they have basically been forced to abandon their national security mission to be professional processing agents for illegal uh, families and unaccompanied minors, leaving large areas of border wide open. And they know that criminal aliens are, are, are getting in, gang members are getting in, and drugs are pouring in. George, you and I talked right now. This fiscal year, more than four hundred thousand gotaways. This fiscal year have escaped evasion because border choices are pulled off the line to process families.
1: We also uh have seen uh a, an uptick in these uh in, in the uh chil- the, the unaccompanied minors and um uh the criticism that was um, levied uh earlier this week regarding the um uh midnight flights of these uh unaccompanied minors uh again the uh, the administration said well they're just early flights <laughs> uh, your your thoughts on that. <laughs> I mean,
2: George, right, I mean, we have to laugh, I right, will cry, I mean, we, 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 I, I, I believe, I have faith in American people who are smarter than that, right, that the condescension coming from that, the arrogance, But but confidence does not equate competence. Look, everything coming from the Secretary of America's mouth, the, the press secretary, I, I don't want to say her name, it's absolute spin, misdirection, and blatant lies. A flight at two in the morning, she's going to say, oh, oh, that's early morning. No, look, it's under the cover, darkness, and we know why they're doing it. because look if they saw a, a, a political benefit from it you know they'd be doing it in the middle of the day in broad daylight they'd have cameras there and ticker tape parades if they thought there was a perceived political benefit they're doing it in the middle of the night because they're trying to cover up the catastrophic crisis that they've created they're trying to cover up that that this fiscal year you're going to see over a hundred and fifty thousand unaccompanied minors have illegally entered this country as a direct result of this administration's as a horrific open border policies. George, one hundred and fifty thousand. And to make sure that they don't have these incredibly overcrowded, dangerous conditions, you know, on the on the border towns and cities and states, what are they doing? They're flying them to every single state in this country to
1: try to cover up the crisis. You know, it, it's uh, we we desperately are trying to find some kind of uh, of, of uh, silver lining uh, to what is happening, and um, I mean, uh, it, it, it's very very difficult to find one right now. Uh, any thoughts on that before we let you go?
2: Yeah, it, 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 look, there isn't one because they're doubling down. Look, you and I have talked about that. They, they, they know what they're doing. People said, "Oh, well, you know, they got caught off guard," you know, except no, they did. This is their strategy. Their strategy is to open our borders because they see an absolute perceived political benefit. Every single illegal alien, they find a pathway to citizenship. They believe it's going to equate to a Democratic vote. This is about America last and the Democratic Party first. And it's disgusting. And I'm ashamed for the first time in my life to be an American citizen under this administration.
1: It it really is. Mark, thank you very, very much, as usual, for taking some time to be with us.
2: Absolutely, George.
1: Thank you. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to borderhawk.news. Borderhawk.news has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. Borderhawk.news has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to borderhawk.news. Howdy, 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 once again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer, here in San Antonio. And uh, we've got uh, a new guest. Actually, he was on a couple of weeks ago when we were in D.C., Mr. John uh, Zadrozny, who uh, is now with America First Policy Institute. Uh, But he was uh, a former deputy assistant uh, for policy, Uh, in the trump administration and so we're very very happy to get him on here now uh his specialty uh his uh specialty at this point does he is director for the center for homeland uh security and immigration uh there at the uh america first policy institute and um since that's his title i want to just flat ask him i just want to flat ask him what do you think john well first of all welcome to the show but uh, what do you think of the policies that are happening right now at our border here in Texas?
2: Uh, thank you so much, George, for having me on. I mean, I think the, the short answer is that it's, a, it's an unmitigated disaster, but it's not an accident either. Um, what we've basically seen is the Biden administration has liter- literally since day one um, started dismantling everything that the Trump administration had done to make sure that the border was secure, that our federal immigration laws are being enforced and that the communities around the country were safe. Uh, and we've seen in that time uh, myriad disasters, but the most obvious one in the public eye is the hundreds of thousands of foreign nationals and illegal aliens who have crossed the border because of the, the wide open border, the lack of security, and that the, the Biden administration's basically neon sign advertising, come on in. Um, one thing I always I, I like to flag, and I think it's important for your, your listeners to understand, is um, nothing that's happening right now is by accident. Um, I think there's a—Americans there's a, are decent people at heart, so they, they assume decency in all others, but this is, it is, decency would be misplaced in the Biden administration. Basically, what we're seeing is an intentional um, push for a critical mass of uh, people who are not citizens in the country for their, their fantasy of an amnesty. Um, which they've obviously been pushing in the, the big spending socialism bill that they technically known as a reconciliation bill. Uh, they've tried to squeeze that literally into the infrastructure bill, which is supposed to be highways, um, but it has nothing to do with highways anymore. And you ask yourself why, and what I usually tell people is, it turns out when you spend 50 years aborting Americans in the womb, you're short about 60 million voters. And I think the left in this country needs amnesty to even be viable in, you know, maybe as little as five or ten years. And so they, this is an important thing for them. Now, there's probably already 20 to 30 million illegal aliens in the country. Uh, Chuck Schumer and his buddies have been using the number 11 million for 20 years. Any number that Chuck Schumer has been using is probably a lie, but it's also unrealistic at this point because it's just been so long since that number was originally cited that it can't be true. And based on some of the other indicia we saw when we were in charge, it's really more like 20 to 30 million. So you figure there's got that 20 to 30 million illegal base. That's not even people who are here for asylum claims or other things, that's just flat out illegal presence. Add to that the hundreds of thousands who are, who are sprinting toward our, toward our border claiming asylum. Now, many of their claims are going to be rejected because they're just not going to be valid claims, but that doesn't matter. They're going to be in the country. Um, Add to that the debacle in Afghanistan, where we literally airlifted, while leaving American citizens behind, no less, airlifted over 100,000 foreign nationals, many of whom have not been screened or vetted. Um, And it's pretty clear to me that they're just trying to add people who may not, who should not be here, who are here illegally, to the roles of voters by just giving them an amnesty at some point i think americans have to keep their eye on it and keep the pressure on their their representatives to make sure that doesn't happen uh americans have to keep an eye on the amnesty here because this is what they're pushing for and uh this is what the uh this is what this is all about in terms of the dangers at the border that we're seeing
1: you know there seems to be it seems like it's it's a a two-front attack here uh on one they uh, are are doing everything they can to um to justify and allow people to come in on the other hand they are restricting uh, ice and uh, encouraging uh, local jurisdictions not to cooperate with ice it's almost like they're defunding ice from within so even the enforcement uh, within the the nation the the country is uh, is suffering uh,
2: you're 100% right george in some ways it's like a Federal version of defund the police. They've basically decided that they're going to um, do what's been done before In the Obama administration. There was this same problem. Uh, ICE, ICE agents were handicapped; they were prevented from enforcing the law. Morale was extremely low. Uh, what the Biden administration do, is doing is what uh, Barack Obama did on steroids, uh, and they're basically doing everything they can to literally shut down any enforcement operations. Uh, last week, you might have also seen on this note. They prohibited ICE from conducting any workforce workplace raids uh, to make sure that employers were not employing illegal labor. They're literally doing everything they can to shut down immigration enforcement. And again, I think this all comes back to fueling a critical mass of illegal presence for an eventual amnesty that could make upwards of 30 million people citizens overnight.
1: Wow, it's it, 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 you know the, uh, the the whole policy, the whole. Uh, Implementation of their policy seems to be anti-American. It's certainly not America first. Um, what uh, I, I mean? Do you see any any uh, uh, silver lining in the in the in the horizon for us right now?
2: I, I actually do, George. I see many silver linings. I know we have a short time together. The one thing, the one silver lining I see, gets back to that demographic issue I mentioned before. Yeah, you know, I think that a party that needs that has a choice between. Uh, adjusting its views to accommodate its citizen bosses and going out to import voters to to overcome any gaps, Uh, and that when they've clearly chosen the latter is a very sad thing, but the silver lining there is that means we're kind of winning in a world view um, competition, Uh, and it's just a matter of preventing them from importing voters uh, and bypassing the American people and having the American people stick to their guns and reassert their, their supremacy. I mean, again, Voters are the bosses of these people. They they tend to liberals tend to forget that they get in office and they push people around. Uh, and I think Americans just need to remember they're in charge. And I think if we could hold off on the amnesty and stop that from happening, um, you know, in ten years uh, we are the clear majority. You, I always like to think George that the left is really loud. You know, they're really shrill, and I think people will mistake sound, volume, anger, um, in-your-faceosity face as a majority, and it couldn't be further from the truth. I actually think they're a hyper minority, and they're fading.
1: I I, I agree. I agree. I mean, uh, because you're loud doesn't make you uh, doesn't make you truthful. Um, let me ask you uh, real quick about um, about uh, the America for the American First uh, Policy Institute. What is that?
2: Uh, th- thank you, George, for asking. So, the American First Policy Institute is a five hundred one c three organization that formed a few months ago to basically uh, carry on the the. Um, research and information sharing regarding some of the work that was done in the previous administration and also compare it to um, the, some of the work that's being done by the current administration. And There are a lot of C3s and n- nonprofit organizations that have done research, but I think we have an edge in the sense that we are very much, um, basically we're uh, Trump administration alumni. We were in the trenches. We saw the day-to-day problems that don't always make the top-line conversations. Um, This helps us with everything from engaging with the public to uh, working with state and federal legislators to write bills the right way. And uh, I think we have a unique perspective and a unique edge and if anyone wants to see some of the work we've done, please visit AmericanFirstPolicy.com. AmericanFirstPolicy.com. Like you said before, I'm the director of the Center for Homeland Security and Immigration. But we have uh, centers that cover everything from election integrity to health care. And um, I think you can see some of the good work we're doing or trying to do in keeping the current administration honest.
1: Boy, uh, you know, we, we re- desperately need we desperately need accurate research and commentaries. I mean, that's, that's definitely what we need. I mean, the fake news just doesn't seem to... Uh... Uh, to carry our message they seem to be very well at at, at cheering on for uh, for the liberal side
2: No, you're you're absolutely right and we need um, The work that you and other talk radio hosts do by making sure that uh, the voices get out and that uh, best Stories are told is important and uh, we're just trying our best and I think uh, but I, I again silver linings as you said I do see a lot of positives coming forth, I think Americans have woken up, and I don't just say that regarding homeland security and immigration issues. I think there's a lot, um, you know, the, the blind is off, and I think Americans are waking up, and it's up to us, you know, to save our republic if we can keep it. Um, it's really it's really our job to sort of take things by the horns and solve problems ourselves.
1: Yeah, we really, really would like to get uh, you and, and others um, uh, more uh, on our show to, uh, to chat about uh, policy issues and, you know, everything from... The supply chain that's that uh, the Washington Post is now saying it's it's our fault because we're consumers. <laughs> to, right. uh, it's right. amazing. It's amazing to this whole issue of uh, of immigration, claiming that you know um, everybody in the world has the right to come into the United States. Well, yeah, I guess, but legally. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, the the, the um, refusal to acknowledge citizens here is disgusting, and I, I actually it's one of the things that I think is if people ask me, what does America First mean? It's a difficult concept, and let's be honest, there are some people who misuse the label. The, my definition for America First is rooted in a sense that citizens are bosses, and it's what matters, what serves citizens best, what serves the American citizenry best. And it's not always the cheapest thing, and it's not always the easiest thing, uh, but it requires us to take a look at the the people who are the foundation of this republic, the sovereign bosses of, of every state and federal government. Uh, and if you are not serving them, it's not an American first policy. So that's our posture, and that's what I try and do every day, and I, I think we're doing okay.
1: I think we're doing, I think you're, uh, you know, I, I love I love your explanation, and I'll, I'll look forward to working closer with you guys. Same here, George. Thank you so much. All right, my friends, we've been speaking with, uh, with uh, Mr. John. Uh, Zdrosny from uh, the America First Policy Institute. John, thank you very, very much. We'll get back. Uh, We'll be back in touch with you as uh, things either progress or go the other way, because we certainly want to hear from you.
2: Sounds great, George. Thank you so much. Mm
1: -hmm. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. dot news. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio on KLUP 930 AM radio. The answer, and we've got our good friend, Mr. Chris Hayek, from the uh, Immigration Reform Law Institute in D.C. Uh, they just recently put out a, um, uh, a press release Regarding how uh, early, as they are called, Immigration Reform Law Institute, uh, is defending the Texas transportation order. If you recall, the, the uh, state put forward a, uh, uh, an, a uh, directive that um, the state was not going to help in the distribution, yeah, I'll use that word, the distribution, the transportation of uh, illegal aliens. That the administration has uh, has been participating in. Chris, thank you very very much for joining us this morning. Uh, talk to us about this uh, this court case uh, of early defending the Texas transportation order.
2: The uh, administration has filed a uh, lawsuit, and also the a private group that is banned by this order from uh, transporting aliens in Texas uh, in trying to get a court to join the, uh, the order. And, and the argument they make is that it's preempted, that Texas's executive order is preempted by federal law. That is, under the Supremacy Clause of the Constitution, if, some, if a state law conflicts with federal law, the state law uh, has to uh, give, give place to the uh, federal law. It, it, it is of no effect. But the problem with that, and this is what we pointed out in our brief to the court, uh, uh, in support of Texas and in in support of Texas in this case is that uh, what Biden is doing is releasing illegal aliens in great numbers and then uh, contracting with private charitable organizations to transport them across Texas and across the country take them wherever they want to go and um, and that is not uh, a federal law that is a policy of this administration that is uh, that goes against federal law. What federal law says and the purpose of it was is to uh, secure the border, uh, deport illegal aliens and criminal aliens, and have a secure border. And Biden's doing the exact opposite, and 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 claiming that this is federal law, and because the state law is ki- runs counter to it, and and disrupts this operation, it's somehow preempted on, under the Supremacy Clause.
1: You know, uh, those, those of us that are here on the border uh, have been watching, you know, with great uh, anxiety and trepidation as we, as we see the, um, uh, the administration, the Biden administration, uh, I'll use the term colonizing the country with these illegal aliens, shipping them all over the place. And uh, most recently, they're they're being criticized for shipping kids in the middle of the night, flying them to uh, New York and other places. Uh, will do you think other states can uh, uh, challenge the transportation of these illegal aliens? Uh, uh, well, not only in I mean uh, on commercial liners as well as uh, commercial vehicles as well as you know anything uh, related to the state. Yes, they
2: can. If they they want to, they will be sued. uh, But hopefully in the end they will win because this is not uh, federal law we're talking about. This is a rogue administration uh, uh, running counter to the aims of Congress. And and that's what uh, you can't conflict with. That's what a state can't conflict with, the aims or purposes of Congress when it passed a, a law. And here the purposes are not that uh, illegal aliens get released and shipped all over the country. Um, I mean, in, in, in other words, states are allowed to assist in accomplishing the aims of Congress. And they would do so by passing these kinds of uh, laws or, or issuing these kinds of executive orders.
1: What about, what about uh, the, the, the situation where we've got a, um, uh, a state agency... Assisting uh, in in uh, helping in resettling illegal aliens. I mean, could that could they not also be challenged? State agency? You mean in a, in another state? Well, no. I'm here in here in the state of Texas. We're talking we're talking uh, organizations like um, there's an organization called Raices that apparently has um, been resettling and and assisting folks. Uh, to catch buses, to transport them, et cetera, et cetera. Couldn't they get in trouble?
2: Well, it depends on what, what uh, uh, executive orders the governor issued. Mm-hmm. Um, aiding the, I uh, mean, um, you know, there's a law that harboring harboring illegal aliens is illegal. And uh, groups like that have gotten in trouble before with this law. Yeah. Um, and uh, the governor could issue orders, uh, to enforce
1: that law, uh-huh, uh-huh. there seems to be a lot of um, uh, fear, uh, a lot of caution by politicians to confront what I call the poverty industry. These organizations that uh, are helping to uh, with the distribution of illegal aliens all over the country, with their transportation and with their housing and everything else. There's there, there's a real real. Uh, uh, hesitancy to challenge them. Uh, no,
2: well, I think, I, I think what people have to realize is that if this goes on, it, it, it's only good for the poverty industry because there'll be a lot more poor Americans. True. Because they'll be competing their jobs, their wages will decline, their housing opportunities will will decline. Um, it, it just uh, creates po- more poverty all around. not be, you know, politicians should not be afraid to stand up for their constituent and, um, and their interests.
1: So, uh, this, uh, this challenge, do you think, um, I mean, uh, where is it going to go now? Where's this court uh, case going to be? And when do you think it'll be resolved, if at all?
2: Uh, it'll be resolved probably at the Fifth Circuit, um, It's. uh, I don't think we have a good district court here, and uh, in this case, and um, it's going to need the Fifth Circuit to uh, settle it, and it may go to the Supreme Court because it's an important uh, uh, issue of preemption law that has been addressed to some extent by uh, Justice Alito, but uh, and and it was addressed. in the Kansas versus Garcia case, where Kansas was prosecuting people for identity theft, right, and uh, the government the government claimed that was preempted, and the court said it was not. Uh,
0: um,
2: so it has been addressed there. That, that this might be uh, another vehicle to make it plain, you know, just when uh, something the, gov- the the executive branch of the federal government does, uh, is treated as federal law, and when it's not.
1: Yeah. Something similar to DACA, you mean? You, as we, uh, before we close here, let me ask you real quick: if you have, if you have any information you could share with us regarding the um, uh, the lawsuit that uh, some sheriffs here in Texas brought against the uh, Biden administration over the um, the lack of well, the lack of security at the border.
2: Right. We we represent the 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 sheriffs and the counties in that case, and uh, we are challenging the administration's enforcement priorities, which basically are an abandonment of enforcement, in order to deport even a
1: It's just amazing how how this uh, administration, their lack of commitment to protect the border, to secure the border, and to uh, stop illegal immigration, human smuggling, smuggling in general.
2: It's not And they've uh, You know That's what they've done They're acting like A sanctuary state Passing laws Trying to Mess up Immigration enforcement In their state um, And We would like to uh, You know That it seems to me Is more than just a fit You know An ordinary failure To take care that the laws be faithfully executed Which is uh, The president's duty uh, in, in the constitution it, It's something that's almost unique in our history, where a president is um, setting up obstacles to those laws, frustrating their enforcement, and, you know, across the board, in this, uh, you know, interlocking uh, group of policies that just create a magnet and, and for more illegal immigration. And then they can claim they don't have the resources, and then, and they, uh, you know, it all works together, and it seems like there's been a, a plan to have this happen.
1: Yeah, exactly. My man, thank you very, very much. Folks, we've been speaking with our good friend uh, Mr. Chris Hayek from the uh, Immigration Reform Law Institute in Washington, D.C. Chris, thank you very much for taking time to uh, explain and talk to us about uh, uh, these legal issues that are legal cases that are going on uh, right before us.
2: Yes, uh, my pleasure. It's a a tremendously... uh,
1: Dire situation, yeah, yeah, to say the least. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 9:30 a.m. radio. The answer. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism. Go to borderhawk.news. Borderhawk.news has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. Borderhawk.news has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to borderhawk.news.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's